You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we're building a health and fitness resource by trying to answer a single question every week, just based on what we already know. Or maybe what we think we know. Then we bring in the world's leading expert to tell us what we got right and what we got wrong. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. Continuing our conversations about uh, dating and relationships and and hookups in the what we're almost we're almost to 2020 right almost 2020 two months or so three months yeah it's wild in 2020 like how do you how do you accomplish that what are the things that you say and does it do do people like do you hold some stuff back I, i think there's so many layers and that's why i'm terrible at all of this advice I, th- I think i'm actually decent at advice giving just because i'm so logical and i think i'm uh, an empath you know mm-hmm. i think i really can throw myself in someone's shoes and really feel what's going on so if like someone comes to me and says hey my partner my friend my mom acting this way or we're having this argument what do i do or i'm feeling this way what do i do i think i'm really good at that when it comes to this because there's so many layers and i'm not some dating guy like mm-hmm. i just never not that I'm like insanely inexperienced. I've had multiple pretty long relationships. I think I've had real and thirty year friendships, so like I can keep <laughs> friendships and things, uh, um, and arguably really successful relationships that just ran their path. Uh-huh. Uh, but like the pickup part, so there's there's the initiation, how to start conversation or right. show interest or even yeah get interested, um, and then there's yeah how do you get them interested in you. And then the underlying to both of them, which is probably different, is, yeah, is it kind of hookup, hookup culture, just trying to find a friend friend, mm-hmm. or if, which we ended last topic on a little bit, like finding love or finding like depth to a relationship. How do you do that and how do you establish that? And how do you, yeah, when do you hold back? When do you be vulnerable? Mm-hmm. When do you go all in? I listen to, I, I always forget her name. It's really bad, but she did a TED Talk, um, Brie, Brie, Brand, Brown, Brianna, Brown. Something of that nature. Something like that. We'll look uh, it up. Um, and she's amazing. And, and I hate stuff like this. So I don't think that I just fell. Oh, I did fall for it. But I, I didn't want to watch it. Mom turned it on one weekend. We were hanging out. She's like, oh, yeah, this lady was on Oprah. And she had a TED Talk. Really good. I'm like, all right, whatever. Sounded like another just guru to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but she talks like in depth about like vulnerability in particular and when to be, how to be. And most of her references were cool. And I liked her because she didn't. Uh, act like she knew everything she just spoke about her experiences as a mom and like was a girlfriend now as a husband mm-hmm. um and then she just says like she analyzed her own self she just analyzed her own situations her own self her own um, relationships and then she came up with these theories from that uh, i think she might have a degree in some kind of psych or something as well but um it's much better to me when someone does that and it makes it more relatable because i could see their situation and she talks about the situation rather than saying she like kind of knows the solve all for everything mm-hmm. um, but her thing is vulnerability and like when to be how to be um or always to be and and i think for any depth of anything um there you have to be you have it's to just get there when yeah. yeah you have to get there at some point but how much of it like it's very difficult to um know what to do with an oversharer 
Right. Yeah, it can't be too early. Yeah, it can't be too early. Like it's it's I think it's okay in the course of a relationship for somebody to be, you know, open and honest about what what's going on with them as long as it's not the only thing they ever talk about. Yeah, yeah. But if you force that intimacy too early by just being, you know, in the TMI zone, that's not good. I think multiple things. Yeah, you scare off the other person. Yeah. Uh two, then you have like nothing of your own. Like I'm, I'm very private. Uh, like for me to go all out vulnerable, like I don't know, twice in my life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it like I've never done it, and so, uh, and I don't think that's healthy either, because uh, I probably hold way too much in. But yeah, there has to be a balance because then, like, what you can't have insane depth. And this is just a matter of fact that people maybe don't want to hear. But like, you can't have real friendships or real depth with thousands of people. No. And the sad thing, um, and luckily I was raised with two really good parents and in a very small community in my school that I know what real friendship is and I know what real depth is and loyalty is. Um, and I think sadly, a large percentage of at least American society don't know. So they don't know when they have a real friend. They don't know when they have real depth. And so maybe they don't even know what they're looking for sometimes. You know, uh, we talk a lot about um, guys not being able to be open enough or whatever. Yeah. I don't think it's... I just think that there are some people, and some of more of them maybe are guys than women. Yeah, there's who are tons just of cold not chicks. That, not that open. Yeah, yeah. Just, I think... just can't open up that much. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, yeah, yeah. I had uh, I was telling you I had jury duty yesterday, but I had to run home on the break because I had a very difficult to get appointment with a roofing guy to to solve a a significant like twenty plus year problem with my roof. And so I I really like needed to try to be there. My son was covering for me just in case I couldn't make it at all. He actually had to wrap up this this particular meeting. But uh guy comes in and I'm showing him where it's leaking in the in our bathroom. And he's like, Oh, hey, can I, can I take a piss? And like, oh yeah, sure, dude. We're gonna give you your space and we're gonna get out of here. And it time is passing and time is passing. I'm like, what the hell? He finally comes out and is like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. And he starts to tell us about his prostate problems and yeah. his PSA yeah. and his wife. And like, it, it, aside from whether or not that's a professional thing to, to sure, do, because sure, sure. it's not, but, and and he's pr- probably really good at his job. Like all their reviews are really, really good. So that's that's not an issue, but he's just that guy. Yeah, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he has no filters. Uh, maybe he has no. Yeah, maybe or, he has no filters. Or maybe he has no uh, people that really care about him going down the negative side and just is looking for some attention. I think there's so many factors, and that's like the same thing. Like that's why, uh, like dating or finding real depth is hard. It's real hard to find. I guess this is the compatibility part. Someone right. that can understand why or where you're coming from, and for you to be honest with yourself and them why and where you're coming at them with. Yeah, yeah, and what what you're looking for, and is there like. I would swear to God, there's a body language thing, but I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. decipher it. And some of that stuff, some of that kind of analysis tends to be a little bit of pseudoscience. You know, there's sure. not, you there's know, there's some of it. There's there's something to it, but there's not necessarily. Um, you can't really bank on it. Yeah, in and, and particular ways. we talked off air. There's kind of two camps, and we're going to try to explore both of these with our expert today and see where he maybe fits himself mm-hmm. in and where you know you guys maybe can judge yeah. and see where he fits him. I think there's the camp of uh, The Pickup Artist, which was a really popular book, at least when I was in high school and college. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the psychology of getting chicks. Mm-hmm. Um, from pure male perspective, kind of a, a caveman vibe to it. I never read them, but, but I had a lot of friends that were kind of into this craft of how to how to open a conversation and how to either get the number or get the girl you know to hang out with you. And then there's probably like the love 
psychologist side. Um, and I think both are actually kind of interesting, although the one, again, you guys believe me or not, the kind of pickup stuff has just always felt slimy to me. Even when I was, you know, a raging, horny 17-year-old, it just always felt weird to me, I think. Maybe because I did have a really good example of, like, love with my parents mm-hmm. and stuff. I've never been into that kind of culture, go to the bar, get drunk, grab a chick to go home. The love psychology stuff is also very interesting to me, maybe even more so. I was going down kind of a psych philosophy route in college before I dropped out. Um, but that's a whole nother thing uh, that basically I think we're more talking about the vulner- vulnerability, how to be, when to be. Um, but I think I do think they can overlap a little bit because the conversation has to start, right? A first date has to happen. Right. Um, there has to be some kind of sparks. And then how, how do you maybe take that to a deeper level or make that last or yeah, make a girl, your girlfriend for, you know, people that are out there. I'm, I'm sure we have some young listeners never had a girlfriend before, or maybe even older listeners that never yeah. had like a real girlfriend before. It's so like how, when, um, and I don't know. And I, and I think what makes us pick up stuff slimy to me is cause they, they like almost like write scripts. And then you're yeah. like, all right, like anything that has a script, like that's the salesman. Like you can get a guy to sell anything, but like that just feels crappy to me. Yeah. And I'm blanking what I was trying to remember, but God, I, it was it was kind of an important point, so it'll probably come back to me. But uh, oh, oh, I know what it was. It was uh, it's it was this like how can you tell if someone is interested enough that you should keep yeah. talking to them? Because if you if you pursue somebody who is not interested, then that gets weird for sure, for sure. And, and hopefully and that, that's how we get into that's that's probably you know a significant percentage of the me too stuff yeah is people who push maybe when they shouldn't push yeah i think for two reasons either they can't pick up any social cues or two they're so confident in themselves that they think everybody would want them which is like why they find a lot of this me too in the celebrity or whatever world because of the narcissism that may be tied in and i'm you know i'm no psych but that's what it pretty much feels like and you know to a smaller extent women to a greater extent guys will tend to push to the point of being creepy. Yeah, which is hard because I think, again, going to American or Western societal norms, the guy has to do the approaching. Yeah. And then we're also not great at picking up signals, yeah. right? As a, as a, a, Or like stereotypically at least, right? So the guy's supposed to make this approach and supposed to, I'm defending you, awkward weirdos out there. <laughs> You're supposed to make the approach and like do these things, but then, because um, it has to be you or it's not going to happen, mm-hmm. you have to ask the first date, you have to say, mm-hmm. I love you first, you have to give the engagement ring, you have to do all these things. Um but then we're arguably worse at picking up the social situation, yeah. um, which doesn't go hand in hand. Um, not, not good at reading the cues. Yeah, and, and I don't know, know if girls are either. Like, I think girls um, have just as much struggle with that part, like reading a cue, like, oh, does he like me? Does he doesn't he doesn't like me? Or how does he like me? Is he just trying to you know get laid? Or is he trying to get married? I, I think that's just kind of a human insecurity that everybody has at some point. Um, besides the pure <laughs> narcissist, and some people have a mismatch between what they what they think and how they present too. Sure. That's a big issue I have in every aspect of my life. Like how I think or how I feel regardless, I'm going to try to act me on my most insecure days. And we all have insecure days. I'm not going to act insecure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I'm going to try not to, or even like anxious. I'm going to try to tuck that away and get my job done. Or Mm -hmm. I may be act a little different, but um, 
I think that's a little bit of human nature to try to put that. They they have all these. It's sad commercials too. I've been watching daytime TV and it fucking just hits the heart sometimes. It's like a depression med commercial or something. And there's these girls laughing or whatever. And then this other girl who's they're like, but they don't see your depression. She holds up like a sad sign. And it's just true. Like we all think you're we're unique and going through some shit. And and we are in some ways. And some people definitely go through more or, or less, whether it be life challenges or emotional inside challenges that they're going through. But uh, everyone's dealing with some kind of shit, some kind of insecurity, guy, girl date not date married not married um so these are all like questions that pop up does he like me doesn't he like me should i pursue how much effort should i put how much effort should they put um and i don't really know where that lies into the the pure pickup conversation but hopefully our guest here can line it up for you i yeah get you guys some dates i i can see that eventually we're gonna do follow-ups um yeah we need a bunch of psychs how to how to get out of a bad relationship yeah that that sounds like how to how to heal from a uh, relationship which um just reading random things on like grieving because both jim and i and a lot of people out there have gone through some death or whatever it might be and talk about grieving is grieving is kind Mm -hmm. of what i've picked up and so grieving the loss of a relationship which in a way is something dying um grieving there grieving and loss of um a hobby or something you loved and you just an athlete have to can't play anymore that's a type of grieving right nba player basketball player that part of your life is done um let alone um death uh which maybe we can dive into and a grieving a grieving uh psych would be really good well on that happy note we're <laughs> sorry boys <laughs> we're gonna talk about how to get laid <laughs> right after these special offers from mac weldon and gainful Here at 50% Facts, we are excited to be working with Mac Weldon. So the company that I uh, did some, you know, some investigation of several years ago, wanted to see what their products were like, liked them, and had the opportunity again recently to uh, to look at them again and like them even more now. Uh, their mission is simple: to make all your basics and beyond smartly designed and make shopping. F- easy and convenient. Uh, from the company here, this is, we founded Mac Weldon because we wanted more out of our basics and always questioned how something so essential could be such a pain in the ass to buy, which is true. That's yeah, very. absolutely true. Uh, their frustration was real, and their eureka moment happened in a department store aisle full of brands that dominated their top drawer. Surrounded by a mind-numbing assortment of underwear and socks, they realized that consistent fit and quality became a game of roulette, so they decided to take matters into their own hands. They engineered their own fabric starting from scratch. They uh, went through a design process that was meticulous, so you can count on the fit being the same each and every time. Built a world-class customer experience. The difference is in the details. They obsessed over every stitch and seam until they reached their definition of perfect. Mac Walden believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping, which is something I experienced when I went to... Uh, online to check out some of their stuff. Uh, they believe in a very comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, sweatpants, anything that you want to ever wear. Uh, they have a, a line of silver underwear, which I got uh, super natural antimicrobial fabric and properties. Um, they want you to be comfortable. So if you guys don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it and they'll still refund you. No questions asked. Uh, not only do they make underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform good too. So whether you guys want to work out, 
kind of casual business, casual, going on dates, whatever. And that's what I chose to uh, buy down on. Uh, I don't buy a lot of like real, real clothes. So when I went shopping, I was um, pleasantly supply, uh, surprised on the website. It, uh, you automatically get the idea that this is kind of uh, like nice stuff. You yeah. can go to other websites and other companies. I'm sure you've all been on them. Shoes or let alone uh, underwear or whatever it might be. And you just feel like, nah, this is just like everyday throwaway garbage. Uh, but you get the impression right away that this is high quality stuff. Uh, I went with two different uh, tops. So I went with like a button up, just kind of a, a, a real nice clean look that I can wear with kind of anything on the bottom, kind of business cash, tuck it in or wear it out um, if I'm going out on the town, which we don't do, but you you guys know. Uh, and then I got like a long sleeve shirt. Um, that's not like a t-shirt. I mean, it is a t-shirt, but it's like a, a, a nice shirt. And then I went with two of the silver, silver line panties just kind of sound baller. So uh, you have to go with the, and the other thing I'm really into, I think I got this from Barquan with food is uh, if you go somewhere, you have to get like what they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So That's then I was thing. like, "All right, yeah. what's I, their specialty?" Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I'm not going to go to an Italian place and grab their whatever, you know? So, right. Yeah. Their uh, tofu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I went. So I went here and I got what I needed uh, with the tops, which were super clean, super nice, uh, really basic, but still like nice looking. Um, and then, and then you got to go with the silver underwear. Yeah, I went with the silver underwear, underwear as well. Uh, actually, appreciate the fit. They've improved the fit over time, which is great. Uh, I got the uh, the Atlas jacket, which um, uh, is very clean line, very tailored um, for those of you who are looking for something just like really sleek. And then I got the uh, Sunday lounge pants, which are kind of my everyday lounge pants now. They're they're just super comfortable. And uh, they have basically the same, like a thicker version of the waist, waistband from the underwear, which is very comfortable. Enjoying them a lot. Uh, and we teamed up with them for you guys. Right now, limited time, you can get 20% off your first order at Mac Weldon. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com and enter code FACTS, capital F-A-C-T-S. Uh, and if you guys go check it out right now, that's 20% off your very first order, limited time. Check it out. That's 20% off. When you go to MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code FACTS. Protein is such an important part of your diet, especially if you're active. Shopping around for protein can be a drag, can be a real pain in the ass. If you, you have to go to the store, you have to read long ingredient lists, you have to figure out what's going to be right for you. You got to commit to a flavor, one particular flavor, and get a big jug and bring it back home. You don't have to do that anymore with Gainful because now we can get a personalized protein powder delivered straight to your door with Gainful. I started out by taking the five-minute quiz at Gainful.com slash facts to find out which protein powder blend was the best for me. Uh, they calculated my results. They sent it to me. I have been using it for weeks now and really enjoying it. I get to pick multiple flavor sticks so that I'm not committing to one particular flavor. And then, as I said, they sent the Gainful Protein, my personalized protein powder, straight to my door. So I don't have to worry about running out. I don't have to worry about where I'm going to find the next. I don't have to worry about trying brands. I don't know, going to a place where they're out of the flavor that I want or whatever. I can just count on the fact that Gainful is going to deliver every month to me my own personalized protein powder. Just for you guys, we've arranged a special offer right now. Limited time. Get $15 off your first month of personalized protein, uh, but only when you go to Gainful.com slash facts. That's G-A-I-N-F-U-L dot com slash F-A-C-T-S. $15 off your first month. Don't wait. Check it out right now. Gainful.com slash facts. 
Uh, the next question is, the, once you meet this girl, uh, what do you say? Like, what? how do you structure a conversation? What elements should a conversation have uh, if you're trying to pick up a girl? Okay, here's the general formula. The general formula is you see a girl that you're interested in talking to. Normally, that means you're physically attracted to them. You see her. You should be what's called armed with an opener, okay? So a lot of guys, they get what's called approach anxiety. They're scared to approach a girl because they get so flustered. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. You should just have one opener and use it every single time. So it can be very quick. Like you see a girl, boom, approach right away as fast as possible. The opener that seems to work the best is, hey, excuse me. I noticed you over here. You look nice. Are you from and then whatever city you're in? So let's just say Chicago. Hey, excuse me. Hi. Sorry, I noticed you over here. You look nice. Are you from Chicago? Boom. That's your opener. Okay. It works very well because it gets them answering the question. Oh, no, I'm not from Chicago. Oh, cool. Where are you from? Oh, oh, yeah, I am from Chicago. Oh, really? Let me guess. You probably grew up in the suburbs. Am I right? Kind of just go off and have general banter. And then the goal after this, and this is something that I teach, is like you've got to listen to what they're saying. And listen, and this is why it takes a lot of practice because guys get really nervous. They they stop listening to what the girl is saying. They only listen to their thoughts. So you got to listen to what she's saying. So then you can extract a word from what she's saying and then continue conversation from that word. Okay. So in this example, if we say, uh, actually, I hear you from Chicago. She goes, oh, no, I'm from Nashville. Nashville is now your key word. Mm. So you're so now basically what I'm teaching is just the structure of general conversation, right? Yeah, or interviews. Like that. That's yeah, something people right. don't do. They just have these lines of questions and they're just banging out questions rather than like you can make up questions based on your feedback from the person you're speaking with, like having right. a real conversation. Yes, and you make a really good point here. And one of the things that my guys, my clients, and people have have a problem with with meeting women is they they are interviewing them so i try and that's natural like it's really easy to ask a person questions so they can do all the work but i try to teach them let's try to make more statements so in this example you said are you from chicago she goes no i'm from nashville there's two ways you can go about it or three ways you could run away (laughs) which you're not going to do uh you can ask the question or you can make a statement right so you can say oh cool how you know whatever when did you move here or how long did you grow up in nashville whatever you can ask a lot of questions or you can make a statement you can say oh nashville wow i've always wanted to go to nashville i've heard so many great things about it i gotta plan a trip there that's one statement or you can say i've been to nashville i was in i was in nashville a few years ago what an amazing music scene i loved seeing this in this band country is my favorite music ever okay so there's examples of questions and statements as you continue the conversation, the goal is to make as many statements as possible instead of it being an interview. So then she can latch on to what you're saying and then ask you a question, right? This is like the ideal situation. Of course, it doesn't always go smoothly like that. You could say, oh, Nashville. I went to Nashville last year. It was awesome. And then not say anything. And she's just sitting at you blank. Well, then at that point, you got to ask a question, right? So you can continue the conversation. But the goal is try to make statements, listen to what they're saying, try to keep the conversation going. As you're doing this, you want to pepper in a little bit of flirting. 
right? Flirting is going to get her a little bit more interested and attracted and get her to kind of uh, bite onto the conversation in a different way, showing her that you're interested and this is not a friendly conversation, but it's you actually interested in her. So maybe you throw in a compliment, maybe you just kind of like tease her a little bit, like joke around, be kind of playful, show your personality a little bit. And then at this point, depending on, you know, whether you met her, like, let's say, at a Starbucks or maybe you met her at a bar, you want to you want to talk to them for a while. So the problem I see is guys will do this. They'll get good at this. They'll go, trip, I got a bunch of numbers. They don't text me back. I got a number. They don't text me back. I text her. She doesn't text me back. What am I doing wrong? And most of the time I figured out that. I'm like, well, how long did you talk to them for? And they say like, oh, three minutes. I said, okay. So the reason why that's a problem is, yeah, you got their number in three minutes. Maybe she just didn't know how to reject you. Or maybe she was interested in that moment, but then later on she realized, well, I don't know if I really like that guy. Because she didn't have enough time with you to connect with you and get invested. So how to solve that problem is you try to keep the conversation going for as long as you can. You know, like, so my rule is during the day, 15 minutes minimum. At a bar, club, 20 to 30 minutes minimum. That gives enough time for you guys to make a connection and therefore maybe you end up taking her home. Maybe if you meet her at a Starbucks, you guys go somewhere else and go for a walk or you just grab her number and then you guys can see each other another time. So that's the basic idea. Seems simple, but what gets in the way, like I said earlier, is guys' nervousness, their ego, self-esteem, things like that. So a lot of guys won't even give themselves the opportunity to do an approach because they think the girl's too pretty and then they think they're, they're themselves is not good enough or they get into the conversation, they're so nervous because they don't want to screw up, so they just fumble conversation. Because conversation's not hard. Anyone can have a conversation with anybody, right? The, my clients, they have conversations with colleagues, friends, things all the time. The idea of conversation is simple. It's just they get scared when they're doing it with someone that they're attracted to because they don't want that rejection. So we help them get over that. How important is eye contact here? Very, very. I would say that is probably one of the most important in terms of nonverbal communication. I just don't focus on it right away with guys because when I tell them, okay, you need to like do this, 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 and then I'm like, and you got to have good eye contact. They're like, oh my God, fuck, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah, nervousness will just go up. <laughs> but, right, exactly, exactly. But step two, spot on. Like if you can finally get to the point where you're comfortable having a conversation with someone, then you should be working on the body language aspect, which is mainly – just making sure you're looking them in the eye because that creates a connection. If you're not, you look nervous and you seem like, you know, it just, it's a little weird, right? It's a little awkward when you're talking to someone they're not looking at you. So uh, very important for sure. Is there a trick to, um, I, I don't know if you're like, if you're able to see guys who are your clients like directly before you send them out, um, to try these techniques, but notice that somebody just is awkward, just period. I mean, how, how do you, do you coach them on presentation as opposed to just, um, uh, just this framework? Yeah. Cause you just said like everyone can have a conversation. 
but obviously some people are better at conversation. Some people are naturally more funny. Yeah. Some people are naturally better at making those statements or asking those right. questions, especially right. like even colleague to colleague. Some people are awkward yeah. when there's nothing, no pressure on. And now we have a bunch of pressure. Tons of people get awkward. I'd say, I'd say majority of people are awkward. I think so. So the reason, one of the main reasons why people are awkward it, well, there's a few reasons. One is because they're judging themselves in the conversation. They have definitely some high self-esteem issues, so they feel like they're just not worthy in general. So sometimes it's beyond my scope, and it's something so deep. There's some shame that's so deep. I mean, guys who are extremely socially awkward, it's coming from something really deep in their psyche that a therapist needs to help with that. But I've also found that in order to get rid of your awkwardness, in order to get rid of that, like, ah, I can't really talk and I'm not really smooth, it's a catch-22. You kind of just got to do more of that. Mm. Because people who are awkward and shy, normally, those are people that are not having a lot of conversations. They're just not. They're not having a lot of conversations through day-to-day. They spend a lot of time alone. You know, They don't have a lot of those conversations with strangers. So what I try to do is push guys to do it as much as they can to make any excuse to talk to anyone they can. So that could be work. That could be chatting up the the cash register when they're checking out at the grocery store. That could be chatting up um, someone in the elevator, anyone that's around. And of course, pushing them to talk to more and more women. Because a lot of people, they get scared, they get shy, they get awkward because they, they don't really... Well, when it comes to approaching women, they, they make stories up in their head of how bad a rejection could be. Mm. But when you, you know, if I were to put a gun to their head and say, approach a hundred women right now, or I kill you, they're going to do it. And then they're going to find out at the end, wow, that really wasn't that bad. You know, like I, 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 it's, it's totally fine to do that. Nothing bad really happens. Like it's totally okay. Um, another thing is, is people are just, those people are very, I think we're all like this on some level, but to, to high degrees, someone who's really socially awkward, terribly afraid of judgment, terribly yeah. afraid, of, like constantly just like, what does this person think of me? What is this person thinking of me? And that all comes down to self-esteem, because if you have very high self-esteem, you naturally don't give a shit what people think about you because you already know that you're awesome. So you have no, you just, it's not a care in the world of what this random stranger thinks of you because you already know in your head that you're a great guy or a great person. So that's kind of what's going on there. At least that's what I've seen. Do you end up directing guys sometimes to go get therapy? I do. I do. And some of the guys who I can tell are tough cases, they're already going to therapy. Mm. And I'm so happy about it. I go, great, because I think therapy and, and dating coaching is such a great complement to each other because I've had guys who say, Hey, I'm in therapy. It's going great, but like, it's not solving all the issues. Like I still need to go out and meet women and I don't really know how to do that. Mm. And so like the therapist kind of gives more general advice maybe, but he doesn't really know the technical skills. And that's perfect because I have those things that I can teach where I'm not qualified, nor do I say I'm qualified to go deep into why you feel shame around sex or what happened in your childhood and why your dad didn't teach you these things or why your mom left or whatever happened. And those things need to be solved too. So the combination of coaching and therapy 
works very well together because it's kind of doing what each other doesn't have the specialty to be able to do. Um, I don't know the numbers. You you might have a better idea, but obviously online dating apps, uh, websites have become way more popular. Uh, now we're almost in 2020. Um, what's the formula look like on there? Is it is it similar? Like I'd imagine the opener that you, uh, the example opener you used in person probably doesn't work as well online um, because some of that information is just like shoved right there, in your yeah. face and you might just kind of look a little different. Um, the, the, the statement... Uh, having a longer conversation online seems to logically work to me well, but uh, what what's slightly different advice you uh, advise for the online type stuff? Well, the thing is, is I actually don't give advice on online dating. Ah, gotcha. So, so I have a couple of you know general opinions or thoughts on like what a guy should do, but I really don't coach that because to be honest, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I tell guys, I'm like I don't specialize in that because. I don't know. I, I've fair. done online dating before. And to be honest, being super vulnerable, I wasn't that good at online dating. Yeah, like, yeah. I really wasn't. I tested out things and pictures. And I just like, yes, I got dates. And yes, like I was able to meet girls. But I don't know. It didn't really work out the best for me. I wasn't meeting the kinds of women I wanted. And it could be because, hey, I just didn't have the look or I didn't have the pro. I don't know what it was. But I never was able to get to a point where it was like, oh, man. I'm having so much success on dating. I got to share this with guys. So I don't have that information. All I can say is that this is what I do know. If you end up matching with a girl and you guys are in a chat and it's going well, don't wait too long to just get her number and then start texting. But when you text, like right away, set up a date. Like I, I think that guys, I've seen the mistake is they'll just sit there and text all day on the app. And it's like, there's no point. Like, you guys are already interested on some level. You should just go for it. That's the best advice I could give in that arena. But the guys who come to me, the guys who want to work with me, they're looking to uh, meet women IRL, you know, in real life. So, uh, so yeah. And, and, and then I have guys who also still come to me. They're also doing online dating. And then I say, once you meet up with them, boom, like, I can help you. The second you, I can help you with the first dates. I can help you with what happens after the first date. Once you meet them in person, like I'm, I'm good to help you out. But the online dating stuff is just not something I specialize in. I know you have a hard out, and just in the couple minutes that we have left, uh, do you have a stock thing that you tell them in terms of dealing with rejection? Yes, I do. And it's this: expect rejection. Okay. So here's the deal. You know, we can go through all the cliches. What is it Wayne Gretzky said? You know, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Right. That whole, that whole idea, right? It's that if, if you are expecting to go into this, into anything, online, any dating situation where you're being proactive, if you're going into this thinking you're not going to get rejected or you're trying to tiptoe around and, and not get rejected, you shouldn't play this game. You should just not. It's not for you because you have to understand the reality is you're going to get rejected most of the time, and but don't feel bad about it. So my mm-hmm. thing is this. Just because you get rejected, let's say you go up to a girl and you're talking to her and, and she's like, oh, get away from me or something like that or whatever. You just get rejected. You ask her the number and she's like, sorry, like, no, thank you. She's not rejecting you. She's rejecting the approach. Ah. She's a, You know what I'm saying? Like You can always get better at being able to go up and have better conversation 
and socialize in a way that gets a girl interested. But even then, right, like, I, there's, it's not a magic pill where it's like, now you're so good at conversation. You can get any girl in the world. Like, it, you know, it's never going to be like that. Right. Um, and so maybe they will be rejecting you on looks, but so be it. You're going to reject a girl on looks too. You tell me a hundred girls come up to you and approach you that you're going to want all those girls. Of course not. So just don't take it personally. There's going to be someone out there for you. Don't take it to the point where you're making rejection this thing that, that because here's the thing. Here's the logic. Some people are going to reject you. Some people won't. Who's right? Mm. None of them are right. 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 So, so why take rejection so seriously? That's the whole point. You can't take rejection seriously because just because they don't like you, that doesn't mean that's a true statement about you. Guys take it too personally. That's a really good place to, to put a cap on this one. Where can people find you? Tripadvice.com. That's the two P's. You can find all my social media there. You can find uh, my book, my podcast, things like that. And if you're interested in listening to a podcast more about dating advice, go to How to Talk to Girls, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, and pretty much, yeah, everywhere else that you can find a, a podcast, How to Talk to Girls. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for your time, and uh, thanks so much for the advice. Yeah, thanks a lot. Awesome. That was great. Thanks for having me. Thank right. you. Uh, let us know, ladies and gentlemen, if you like maybe the side topics. I'm having a lot of fun trying to think of questions and think of experts to come and help you guys out on things that are maybe not directly uh, fitness and nutrition. It's a lot of fun uh, to learn from other experts and especially someone like Tripp who's been doing um, YouTube podcasts for a very long time. He's obviously um, very experienced in not only what he does but in content creating. So it's great to uh, connect with those people. Let us know. Leave us a rating and review. Be sure to subscribe. I'm Silent Mike with 2Ks, Instagram, Twitter. I am at DJ McD on all the social medias where I'd want you to find me. You can follow this show on Twitter and Instagram. 50% facts where percent is the word. We'll talk to you next week.